Monkey Verse. This is C. This is the time. This is the place. And you are now listening to FC3's Monkey Business, your one-stop shop for everything geeky. And since anything is geeky, if you love it enough, you never know what you are going to get, including a little tribute to the late Robin Williams, whose birthday would be three days from today if you were still with us. So I'm just saying my little thing for Robin Williams because I love the man so much. This week... We'll be talking about the 1981 blockbuster Raiders of the Lost Ark. After that, stick around for our everyday hero and our question of the week. How's everybody doing this week? Dun, 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 dun. Great. Dun, dun, dun. Billy, 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 <laughs> Billy, Billy, Billy's I'm in excellent. the <laughs> Sorry. See, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to take a, I have the new thing because the Bud Light commercial, they've had that whole Billy, Billy. Billy. Um, Billy now Billy, we've got Billy, Billy. 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 Uh-huh. So it's the same thing. It's all good. So, And then Tanya's with us as well. Hi, yes. Tanya. Hi. Sherry and Chris are in the studio again. Woo-hoo. Chris is eating. Sorry, I was chewing. That happens. <laughs> and with us, for the first time in ages, we've missed your face so much. It's Sybil. We haven't seen her since Hi. the con. We have not seen you since convention. That's amazing. Yeah, I haven't been up since convention. You, but now you you're suffered here. to go to Niagara Falls with me that night. It was fun, though. It, it was, was fun. Blast. I was exhausted <laughs> coming back. I was like driving. I am so glad you guys got to have that experience. Oh, Can I tell so you, that was a, that's a rip to know. I was jealous. So. Uh, I was exhausted. I'm Italian. <laughs> you're jealous? I'm Italian. What did you do? Tell us. Oh, after convention weekend, we uh, took Catherine Sutherland, the, um, the pink sec- Power Ranger. second pink yeah. Power Ranger, up to Niagara Falls because it's only an hour and 10 minutes away from Rochester. So at 6.30, we left the convention center. Sybil and I drove up with Catherine to... It was a six-hour road trip where we actually saw the falls for 10 minutes. Is that... Yes. Yes. Is that basically how it worked out? Yeah. Yeah. Because we drove up, we saw, we walked around and saw the falls for 10 minutes. Then we drove back around Buffalo because I missed the turn for the 290. Whoops. Some- because I'm just like, wait, why is there I've a water to the right-hand side of me? And Sybil goes, oh, we're going around Buffalo. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Whoops. So then we found, um, we were looking for places to eat. It was about, what, nine, around 9 o'clock. Around 9 o'clock, and she wanted steak. Yes. Steak. Not it just, wasn't me. It was that, Catherine that yeah, wanted the steak. Catherine yeah. wanted steak because she gets it every convention weekend. She, she needs always cow. gets and, her steak. And she had asked about the Merton Steakhouse, and she's like, oh, I should have gone there instead of getting the lamb that she got through room service because mm-hmm. she wasn't thrilled with it. So we stopped, and it was a Longhorn? Longhorn, yeah. Longhorn and Longhorn's is a good spread. And yeah. Yeah. had a steak and had mm-hmm. a nice conversation, Very giving long. us some uh, Very good tid- tips. Yes. tidbits and tips of how to- How to run a con? How to run and uh, and be more successful. Nice. And then back to Rochester, and we were yeah. coming, I was, I was saying, we were coming into like the Churchville area, and it's just so monotonous and yeah. everything, whatever. Catherine leans over. Starts rubbing your shoulder. Rubbing, are you okay? I'm like, I'm just, please don't start rubbing my shoulder. I'm like, because I'm going to pass out. That's, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good. Really, I'm good. I'm like, as long as I can get her to uh, the, her hotel. the hotel. And then I'm like, Sybil, you can come up to the front? No. <laughs> I think Sybil stayed in the back seat. I stayed I'm like, in the back seat. She drove me home. I was just like, Damn. I just don't want to move. I'm tired. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I didn't. What? Exhausted after convention weekend? That's impossible. I didn't get home until twelve thirty. So truly, yeah, it was a six-hour yeah. oh round six trip hour for round ten trip. minutes. God, that's but that. But that's still that's a memory you guys six have. Six hours, now. one to one time, or two to one with time a power with, with a Power Ranger. So Do Power Rangers regenerate? Because <laughs> you know, we we make this is the second Pink Ranger, the third Pink Ranger. Is it like the same you person? Know, it they just really, zzz, they they could be. Yeah, you know, Time Lords. Time, they're all Time Lords. They're all Time Lords. We're gonna have to ask Ray. I'm thinking it'll blow his mind. I think it will. We'll, we'll watch <laughs> Ray's head explode. his mind. Tell him they're all Time Lords. Yeah. And that's it. And they were all originally on Voltron. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go Voltron Force. 
Absolutely. And they had that whole Red Ranger movie, and they were all together. Oh, that's a crossover. That's like the multi doctor story. (laughs) Exactly. And we lost Chris. And and even the Nazis the were involved. The day of the Power Rangers, the day of the Red Rangers, <laughs> day, instead of the day of the Doctor. Yeah, I remember when I was you. He's really lost. Yeah. He's going into the production booth. Goodbye, Yay! Chris. I just want to mark it down. I win. Anyway, I will explain that after. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. That's beautiful. No, I'm good. So can we can we turn the mic live in the production booth just for a second? No, no. couldn't do that to him. Um, it is. So let's do some business, and then we can get to the matters at hand here. Uh, we have the first mention up, as always, is Patreon. What is Patreon? Patreon is a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support Monkey Business and the Flower City Comic Con. Please check us out, www.patreon.com backslash FC3ROC. All membership levels will include access to the Patreon-only blog, plus tons of great perks at all levels including early podcast Twitch and Flower City Comic Con information. Uh, and you want help want uh, to help others find the show because I am a professional speaker. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the single easiest way to support the show and encourage others to listen. Every review will be thanked on the air and any questions will be answered. We want this to be a conversation, so please send in your questions. And in addition to po- Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Google Play, iHeartRadio, YouTube and Stitcher. Is there a place you find your podcast but can't find FC3 Monkey Business? Let us know. And please follow us on Twitter at FC3MB Podcast. If you do say hi, we love it when you say hi because we will say hi back. We usually have Sybil do that for us. Hi. Hi. See, just like that. So I'm going to ta- have to tape that so when somebody says hi, I can just, just do a little hi. A little hi. And then, you know what you do is Wait, you, no, you, you, stick, you put the audio on the animation of, of, of Stitch. Right, so you got the you get Stitch from from Lilo and Stitch, and he's Hi. he's doing his wave, and then you got him, and you got Sybil in the background. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be a good good mix. What do you think? Yeah, it's like the little Stitch uh, um, gif I sent you earlier today. Yes, <laughs> rubbing his face, going, "Oh God, why am I dealing with this?" It was cute. Uh, I'm hoping that as the day that the, as of the day this particular podcast drops, that I've actually like closed on my new house. I was supposed to have closed back on the 6th, but that didn't work out because everybody's ready to do this thing except for like this one grant that I'm getting. Yep. And they just are like, we'll get around to it. I'm like, please get around to it now because I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that I'm, I'm recording this before it closed and, I'm, and it's going to post after it closed. I can be listening to it from it my, my it own will. home. It will all be good. It will all be. Well, I'm sure that it will be good. I just want it to happen now. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. Patience is a virtue as a gift that I have never been quite <laughs> able to receive. It's a gift you returned long ago. Yes, that's it's it. A, no, it's not a gift. It's a gif. It's a gift. It's a gif. Okay, and it's from Firefly. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's from episode. It's episode fourteen of Firefly. One of the ones that never no, got aired. Oh no, Patience was a character. Oh, that's right. I believe she's going to shoot me again. I, I, I have sent that to you. Yes, you have. <laughs> Two years ago. Yes, I remember it now. Or no, a year ago. Yeah, it was, it was a while ago. It was, I do believe it was that last woman, con. I do believe that woman intends to shoot me. It's in, refer, in reference to somebody else who probably will if they get an, get an opportunity. <laughs> Anyway, on that happy and pious note, we're going to take a break, Billy. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about the 1981 blockbuster Raiders of the Lost Ark. You will never see snakes in the same way ever again.
kick a droid, fly the Falcon through an asteroid. What? <laughs> what? Raw movies. <laughs> Just remembering the song. It was very good. I remember playing this in band in school. Yes. This is a requisite. You hear this song, you hear this theme, and you're like, I My, have to go on an adventure now. I have yeah, to go do uh -huh. something. I have it's to go explore something. It's a very suspenseful something. music. Like, oh, let's go do something now. Let's go. It's, I, it's John Williams. What do you want? Yes. Can I tell you, Riker, can, when he was like two, could tell the difference if it was Star Wars or Indiana Jones, and he would tell us which one it was. Nice. Yep. Nice. Then we you got to add Superman in, too. Yes. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. It's actually the, the theme to Superman is part of my uh, my pregame ritual whenever I go down to Warcraft. I have to listen to that just for for whatever stupid reason. It's just I, it doesn't feel like a complete game session unless I've listened to that thing. Anyway, I, I'm very wow. sorry. Here we go. <laughs> very sorry. I have a write up I'm going to read now. You I'm going to ignore you. The year, the year is 1936. Renowned archaeologist and expert in the occult, Doctor Indiana Jones, is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant, which is believed to still hold the Ten Commandments, which can hold the key to human existence. Unfortunately, agents of Adolf Hitler are also after the Ark. Indy and his ex-flame Marion escape from various close scrapes in a quest that takes them from Nepal to Cairo. That's a good write-up. That's an awesome write-up. <laughs> and and along the way, hijinks ensue. Of you course. should be a producer. Shenanigans, yes. I, really? You think I could be a producer? I think you could, I think be, a you could be. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I'll be a producer. Oh, hey, you maybe go. you already are. <laughs> it's amazing how that works out. <laughs> you could, like... Right and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I you know it was great because uh, the new Paramount Network yeah, yeah. Um, actually did a Indiana Jones the the uh, a marathon of all four of the current movies uh, on July fourth. So I was watching it back yep. to back to back to back to back while I was cleaning the house before the July fourth party. Well, we watched it and then shut everything off, mm -hmm. and then Kylie came over and we. Watched we watched it again. It again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we watched it. We watched Raiders twice that I day. I think I, I watched Raiders <clears throat> twice. I even sit. I even sat through uh, Temple of Doom. Now, first fifteen minutes, I turned it off. Uh, I'm like, I cannot what, do this. What do you mean? You even sat. That's for some reason. That's no. Awful. You love awesome. Temple of Doom. Awful. I love Temple of Doom. <laughs> that's now, the one love that my Temple son of Doom. We, we will talk about I'm Temple you, of Doom in a little bit. But today's like episode. All, so yeah. love well, Temple of Doom. Of of them all, Lost Crusade is my favorite. Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Excuse me. Yeah, Last Crusade is my lost. favorite of the four. Yeah, when wow. I'm the dog and I, and Indiana. I, that's it. excellent. <laughs> I must ask, I must ask you a and question, you know but I'm really, shaving it for later. You know what's really funny about that particular line hmm. is the name Indiana mm -hmm. came from a dog. Yes. It was, was George Lucas's dog, no, or was, was Steven Spielberg's dog? Somebody's no, it was, dog. It was a, it was another person's dog. Okay, um, but it was a woman's dog. But that dog was also the uh, inspiration for Chewbacca. Right. Oh. So that dog has created two of the most legendary characters in modern cinema. And his name was supposed was originally Indiana Smith. Right, but then there was a doesn't, conflict. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Steven Spielberg hated it. Steven Spielberg yeah, it doesn't, hated doesn't, it. No. It's because they didn't have Hugo Weaving. <laughs> Agent <laughs> Smith. <laughs> Hello, Doctor Jones. Anyway, um, you know what? I I could absolutely see Red Skull being in that. Yeah. So. Now. Here's the here's the thing. Let's let's talk about this movie from the scratch because huh. Harrison Ford was well known at this point as 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 Han Solo, mm -hmm. but had not really had the the career yet that Harrison Ford has today. All right, so he had a couple. He had American Graffiti. He had Star Wars. He had Empire Strikes Back. He did not have Return of the Jedi yet. Uh, I don't believe because no. Jedi no, no. was eighty three, no. wasn't yep. it? All right, and then he had a couple of other minor minor movies, but he was not 
you know, the Harrison Ford that we know and love or at least tolerate today. Um, so oh. here he is in his first real starring role. I mean, this was him yeah. being, you mm-hmm. know, and, and apparently George Lucas had great trepidation George, about you, casting do him. Do you know why? It was, it was, he called him his Bobby or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he didn't want Harrison Kubrick, Ford to be turned into, no, it was, um, it wasn't Kubrick, it was, um, uh, Scorsese, Scorsese, who kept hiring Robert De Niro. Right. He didn't so, want Harrison he Ford to be George people... Lucas's Bobby De Niro. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so he, he and Spielberg wanted him right from the beginning. Yes. He kind of always envisioned him. So do you know who they offered it to when when George said, no, we can't use Harrison? It was Tom Selleck, wasn't it? Tom Selleck. And the only reason he didn't take is because it was conflicting with Magnum P.I. With Magnum P.I. Or else we would have had an entirely different mustache yeah yes. <laughs> yeah mustache. it would have yes. been indiana jones and his mustache yes right up there with sam elliott and his mustache which we gets a co-starring credit indiana <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, I think it was it was great because it sets it off right off the beginning of the movie you, you it's it has that feel of the old serials which what george lucas always likes to emulate mm-hmm. um and that whole first opening sequence, you see the two assistants, the two guys who are like guides and, and assistants along the way, the two, or they're not even natives, they're just kind of along for the ride. Um, but you always see Indy from behind or yes. in shadow. Yeah. And then there's that scene where the guy just pulls the gun on him and the whip comes out and he steps up and then Harrison Ford steps out of the shadows and you see Indiana Jones for the first. It's a great scene. It is. It's With the John scene. Williams music and the scene and the cinematography of it, it's like, okay, that's an entrance. There are so many things in this film mm-hmm. that, looking back now, for people who didn't see this when it first came out, when we saw it, it was when it first came out. This was a lot of really new stuff. Yeah. Now it's so it, they're tropes now. Everybody does it, but this is where it started. Right. Which I exactly. Love. Did you know where they got the ideas for that opening sequence? Tell me, because you're um, the trivia queen. Yeah, I am the trivia queen. Um, my mother always called me the walking encyclopedia. Of and I had knowledge. stuff to add to it too, which yeah. is great. <laughs> ah. Okay, um, it's partly based on a classic Disney Ducks adventure comic book Hmm. who both George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were big fans of. So I thought Bobby, I thought that Billy would find that interesting. I I do, and it's funny because, uh, you know, the movie in general plays homage to uh, the old serials of the 40s, which when I was a kid, for some reason, a lot of them used to run on TV. So on Saturdays, since there was no cable and being the nerd I am, I used to watch like the Black Widow, it, like they'd have the chapters yeah. every Saturday afternoon, and yeah. I'd wind up watching those. So this style of movie was like reliving, even though at the time this movie was released, I was 15. Mm-hmm. So at this point, it was like reliving me being 9 or 10, yeah. you know, because I used <laughs> to watch these, the, the old uh, serials. Yeah. Well, the best part was they do all that with the idol and the big boulder coming down after him. Right. When they started the series DuckTales. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DuckTales. They yeah. did that in the opening yep. as well. Yeah. So that's it was right. an homage well, to themselves through yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because Chip and Dale, the Rescue Rangers, one was dressed yes. as Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones. Yes. the other one was dressed Just as Tom Selleck's Magnum. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it is. It totally that's is. True. It's amazing totally how everything kind of ties that. together. It's, and it's, actually, the circle back around to uh, Tom Selleck. Yeah. No, yep. a, a few years after... Uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders. Mm-hmm. He wound up making sort of a Raiders of Lost 
Shark ripoff called well, there was High Road to China, I think. Was well, there was that High Road to China, but there was also an episode of Magnum P.I. Yes. where he does the whole yes. archaeology thing. Legend yeah. of mm-hmm. the Lost Ark, which parodied Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's Complete it. with the hat, whip, and booby traps. So it's yeah. amazing how everything kind of circles in so, on itself now. Yeah, a lot of the actors that they um, considered for the role went on to play similar characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I just thought, thought was really interesting. Alfred Molina's first movie, if, if yes. I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. And you know what his first scene was? The Spiders. The Spiders. See, that would have ended my acting career pretty much right there on the spot. <laughs> um, I guess originally they just had male tarantulas on them, but uh-huh. they wouldn't move. Okay. So they had to introduce a female tarantula so that they would move on him. They're all getting the they're getting their freak on at that point. <laughs> yeah. See, eight-legged freak on. Eight-legged freak on. <laughs> and yeah. that's why he went on to become Dr. Octopus. Dr. That's yes. it right there. <laughs> Alfred Molina would go on to other eight-legged things. But man, I'm telling you, no, if 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 I walked in and like, this is your first movie role. Yes, you're going to be with with the Harrison Ford. Awesome. And we're going to have spiders all over you. I quit. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> There's no. nothing to fear but fear itself. And, and, and spiders. spiders. <laughs> spiders. <laughs> and snakes. It had to be snakes. snakes. It has to be snakes. Why does it have to be snakes? Um, and, and, and we'll get to that part because I want to talk about that because I've actually had some real world where that, that quote has actually popped up into my head during my job as an inspector for the city. All right. Anyway. Um, and there were cobras. <laughs> <laughs> but they were from G.I. Joe. There so you go. It didn't matter. Yeah, so we, we just, <laughs> it was you know. totally different. Um. <laughs> yeah, where was I, going? <laughs> I don't know where you're going. I don't know Throw where I'm going anymore. Uh, so yes, the scene, the first scene where he's you know he's going through and it's, it, the mystique, you know, and and you know the 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 the, sh- the hint that you know he's he knows all of this stuff and he's this expert explorer that he sees he's seen all these things before, you know, as he's going through and he's you know bypassing booby traps and he's preparing himself for for these these things that could kill anybody, you know, but he's but he's Indiana Jones. And he's he's going to get past it, and you know the whole like he said the, the scene where he dumps the bag onto the the pedestal yeah. to replace the gold idol, and it sets up this great villain, you know the French archaeologist Belloc, who is his, his nemesis through the whole thing. You know it's like it was interesting to see Belloc. He was the first villain who really wasn't a villain. He was just a little bit more ruthless than the others. You know he wasn't going out to try and hurt people. He was just like no, I'm gonna I'm just gonna you know I'm gonna get the good stuff first. Or I'm going to let somebody do the work for me, you know. But then you saw like the interaction with Marion in the desert. You know, you can tell he was just just trying to get to this goal. He wasn't trying to be, you know. Ah, I'm, I don't think an he was. Guy. I don't think he was evil. I think he was an opportunist. Yes. Yes. It was all about the money, mm-hmm. which made him the perfect foil to Indiana Jones, who it was. This belongs in a museum. Yes, this belongs for everybody. Yes. Belloc so for the, president, twenty twenty. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's the that difference would be an between socialism and capitalism. Yes. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yes. Um, so where do you want to go? I just want to talk trivia while um, we talk about the well, movie. Well, the 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 boulder scene. The boulder scene. Harrison talk- Ford actually did that. Mm-hmm. He had to do it ten times. How many? He, outrun, he, had- he was able to outrun it. Ten times. Nine times. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> He kept out running it, yeah. so they had to keep shooting it. To, so he had to slow they had, down. They had five. They had five cameras, mm-hmm. and they had to get it from five. And they they did it twice, uh-huh. but five different cameras. So he had to do it ten times. Oh wow! Yeah, just to get the the whole illusion of the boulder being right uh-huh. on hot on his heels. And, and can we talk for a moment about Molina's unibrow? <laughs> oh my god! Alfred Molina, the uh, oh my the guy god. with the spiders on his back. 
Oh yeah, that was wow. Yes, he's Same. full on Frida wow. Kahlo. He was channeling his inner Frida Kahlo, <laughs> which kind of like that it fits because then he's in a movie about Frida Kahlo later on in his career with Selma Hayek. <laughs> so there's this whole unibrow hinging his career together. Exactly. Yeah. It's what well, we should we should get Alfred Molina and talk about the unibrow. <laughs> We should all get unibrows. And just, <laughs> just talk to him about the unibrow. To yes. the point where that's it. <laughs> we don't want to talk about working with on. Salma Hayek. We don't want to talk about all the great things you've done, all the different characters you play. But let's just talk about unibrow. Um, no, that would be like the shortest podcast ever. And it would be <laughs> funny as hell <laughs> you and so. we were hung up on again <laughs> again well, can, can i tell a quick story then yes. go, so, go for it <laughs> I, I and the brother we show one uh day we interviewed ron palillo who if you don't know who ron palillo is he played horseshack on welcome back yes. hotter okay uh and he left as a as the producer the night before the interview he left me a message saying I do not want to be referred to as Horshack. I am Ron Palillo, and I am not Horshack. I guess he'd had people calling him Horshack throughout the interview. His entire so, life. <laughs> so I, I told Weeze and the rest of the gang this. And so uh, for the interview, we pretended that we didn't know that he played Horshack and that he was just this author, ch- this children's book author with a book out. So what else have you done? Oh, we see you were on As the World Turns. And finally, we made him say, I'm Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. I played Horshack. And we're like, oh, was he the black kid? <laughs> oh, that's just evil. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> evil, evil, evil. That's phenomenal. Oh how, how fast did he hang up on you? Uh, no, I, he that was didn't, towards the end of the but, interview. Uh-huh. <laughs> But you're not having him back on the show anytime soon. Well, we didn't, and then he uh, died. That's, oh, that's <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. He did. He did pass away recently. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ay, ay, All right. Let's talk some more about the Raiders of the Lost Ark. And Oh, so the dog was a Malamute. Indiana. Indi- and we named the dog after Indiana. <laughs> it, actually, it was Marsha Lucas's. I looked it up. Okay. Oh, okay. So it was a Lucas dog. Okay. Yes. I think that was... Indiana Lucas. Indiana Lucas. And the Temple of Doom. And the Temple of Elpo. Anyway. <laughs> um, it was the biggest grossing film of 1981. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all. Well, By I remember seeing it a couple of margin. times. Yeah. I remember seeing it a couple of times in the theater because back then, DVD was not a thing. Drive-in. Yeah. Drive-in. I didn't Drive get in. to see it until much, much later. Yes. Well, you're a little I, bit I was younger. negative four when the movie came yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, 1981 is, is pre-Sybil. <laughs> this is pre-me. So. Oh, it was like Star Wars. I saw that at drive-in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had VHS tapes and beta tapes, and that's how we watched. Laser disc and La- I don't think we had no well, laser discs came out later. Yeah, we didn't have laser discs, but we did have beta tapes. <laughs> we never had betas. We just had VHS. So. Uh, so let's see. We got the scene where he gets the idol, and then he runs away, and and then the the natives chase him, and he jumps into the plane, and you find the snake in the plane because there's this is the original snake in a plane. Yep. Snake on the plane. Yep. And um, and he didn't swear about it. No, he didn't. I hate snakes. Yes. <laughs> it's just Reggie, as the pilot says, his yeah. buddy. It's just my pet. And how do you, you know, how do you have your buddy fly you down in the plane <clears throat> and not notice the snake on the way down? Maybe the snake was with oh. the pilot at the beginning. That's possible. I love that. I just absolutely was amazed by, okay, they're in an area where obviously there are lots of big dangerous people uh-huh. in the area. And what is the pilot doing? Fishing. Fishing. He's sitting there. He's sitting there fishing. fishing. Just hanging out. Yep. 
<laughs> I think that was like, phenomenal. What are you doing? And then it took him a while to even move because oh, he had a great catch finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was struggling because he's like, oh, come on, something's biting. See, something's it's biting. These little moments that I just love about this. And, movie. and I think that's the, all the way throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Like the follow the the follow up sequence where you see him in his classroom, you see Indy in his classroom teaching, and you're like, wait, isn't he like some great adventure? What? He's a college professor? Are you kidding me? Really? What? And <clears throat> and you know he's he's interacting with his students, and then had that one student interacting yes. with him right back. And, and oh and, come on, Tanya, if you had been in that classroom, wouldn't you have done that? Oh, that's what I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we watched it with Kylie, and she's like, "What's that on her on her love eyelids?" You. I said, love, "Love you." I said, "And I gotta say, if I had been in that classroom, I would have done it too." Now begins the Harrison Ford Appreciation Hour, starring <laughs> Tanya Metris and Sherry Elbersky. I, I think I would have too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, did you notice that there was like one Spink. male student in the class coming out, and he was the one that left? Put the, the apple. apple on the desk. He put the apple <laughs> on the desk. <laughs> So that would have been you. Yeah, Originally, the character I guess Nerd, was, suppo- help was supposed to be like a James Bond character, yeah. mm-hmm. where it was he was going to be this big Lothario, and, uh-huh. and in the scene where um, Marcus, where Marcus comes in um, to his house and they're talking, the reason why he's dressed like that is uh-huh. there was a woman. Oh, he was entertaining company in uh-huh. the other room, and there was supposed to be a scene of him getting her out. Okay. When they started talking. But they decided, but they decided to, you know what, we want him a little more wholesome than that. <laughs> All right, that works. That so it works. set him up to be a bigger nerd. Yes. Let's talk know. about the de-evolution of Marcus real quick. Oh my God, yes. Because in the first movie, he was very calm and very you know, intellectual and dignified. If five years ago, and, I would have gone after it. Yeah. And then in, in Last Crusade, he's he Marcus the bumbling. He got lost in his own, lost in his own, own museum. museum. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. What happened to Marcus? Marcus was cool. Maybe and now he was always like that. And they just didn't. Yeah, he just hit it well. I guess so. But I don't know. I just, it, I always, that particular character change from one movie to the next never yeah. sat well with me. It sat fine with me because I know people like that. They are perfectly wonderful at their job mm-hmm. and bubbling idiots at everything else. Terry? That's just cooking. <laughs> Our friend Terry, who yeah. is one of the smartest women I have ever met. Uh-huh. She is amazingly smart, capable. And talented. Yeah. Talent, a musician. She's a DJ. She, she can't follow a recipe that takes more, that has more than two steps oh boy when she she was she's melanie's my cousin melanie's best friend okay and when they had an apartment we would hi, melanie and i would come hey hi terry we love you um we would come back to the apartment and terry would be waiting and she's like mel will you make me chicken <laughs> terry it's frozen you just put it in the oven but it's so much better when you make it <laughs> it is so much better when someone else cooks <laughs> yes, <laughs> come on. it is oh boy oh but that's boy. our terry is yeah, she's she's just um, an amazing person, and that's it's just it's just really fun. oh, and then there was the really then there was the battle the battleship incident. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Melanie was teaching her to play battleship, uh-huh. and Terry was kicking her butt. And finally, I mean, she was killing Melanie. Melanie hadn't hit a single thing, and finally, Melanie in frustration goes, "What are you doing? Moving your ships?" And she's like, "Oh, you mean I can't." They're battleships. They oh, move. <laughs> I do like that idea, though. <laughs> she thinks so differently. It's, it's wonderful. She's so, it's a, so that's what we're saying, Marcus. Yes. He's just on a different level than yes. everybody else. Yes. Well, okay. I think and everybody different... has their strengths and weaknesses. You know, when you step outside your normal mm-hmm. atmosphere, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily the same. 
Well, okay. And a life lesson by Christopher Spink. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. That's nice. Like it. Uh-huh. You'll yeah. be, he'll be having his own self-help show on the Mighty Monkey Network. Opposite Laura Ingram. Who? <laughs> Dr. Laura. Oh, oh, oh my God. Of Fox News fame. Yeah. Oh, I knew her long before that. Yeah. Yes, Sybil. Well, we can build a follow-up. Oh, stretching. you're not raising your hands. You're, you're stretching. stretching. Okay. All right. So where are we? Other than in Rochester. Do, do you know what I really love reading about? Tell me what you really or, love reading about. Uh, with any trivia, how they did different effects, especially sound effects, I just find fascinating. Were you reading the one about the giant boulder? I've read that one. Um, I was actually just reading the one about how they made the sound of the body blows. Most body blows oh. you hear were created by hitting a pile of leather jackets with a, a baseball, baseball bat. bat. And the sound of them removing the... the the uh, big block. The block off when they off found of the, the script. Toilet tank lid. Tank lid. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I find that, oh, the and, inside into movie magic. And just because I have to mention it, because um, Lana, who was not really paying attention, mm-hmm. I don't know why she did not find this movie more interesting than she did. But the one thing she did, she was list- she was playing a game on her phone. And she went Wilhelm scream. <laughs> My daughter can pick out a Wilhelm scream from. Anywhere. Yes. <laughs> she loves finding them. <laughs> I want to know more about the Wilhelm scream. Me too. Tiny, <laughs> tiny, look up Wilhelm scream. Wilhelm you don't know what it is? It's, 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 that it's one a very scre- famous scream that yeah. was recorded and used over and over and okay. over and over again. I'm, I'm assuming I, that the guy I, named Wilhelm was behind it. I don't even finish typing in Will, W-I-L, and Helm scream comes up as Cause the... Because no, Google is listening. Yes, Google knows. <laughs> It has been used in 382 movies as of April 2018. Oh, jeez. Yep. <laughs> the same scream. As and it was probably used 14 or 15 times. Falls yeah. from a great height or thrown from an explosion. Mm-hmm. It's most likely voiced by actor and singer Sheb Woolley. Sheb Woolley. Oh, sure. He's He uh, did Purple People Eater. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how I know that name. Oh, my God. Thank you, Billy. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Um, there's a YouTube channel that Lana's obsessed with um, called Everything Wrong With Mm -hmm. and they do everything wrong with and they'll just go through movies Mm -hmm. and they're uh, so much fun but they always point out the Wilhelm screams and everything so because of that Lana knows the Wilhelm scream okay Billy's gonna have to pull up the actual sound of the Wilhelm scream because I can't do it on this one uh... do that for break Um, (laughs) just the scream before we go to break Uh, one question though, if we're done with or done done with sound effects for now, Karen Allen, uh, she she was great in it. Uh, her first big break, or maybe even her first movie, was Animal House. Yes. Right. So how did she wind up being Marion? That's they saw her in Animal House and were okay. very impressed with George Lucas saw her in that and were, was. She very was also impressed. one of the finalists for Princess Leia. She was. Wow. She, so and that was something uh, we yes. were talking about a you lot know, yesterday. You know, it's funny. Um, went back when we talked about. The Last Jedi, yeah. and we talked about you recasting. Were, you were on the. Re- I'm very against recasting it. But if they do it, she would be phenomenal. Well, why not? It would be a perfect callback. She would be phenomenal because she's amazing, and I could. I mean, she's you, aged really well too. She's just nor- as beautiful. Yeah. Woman Normally, <clears throat> when you have an iconic character like yeah. that, you can't see anybody else. I mean, you see the list of oh, this person, this person. Like no, no, no. Her, I could have seen. She yeah. would have been a great Princess Leia. Yeah. I think some of the snark wouldn't come off quite as well, but... Marion's very snarky. Yes. Yeah, yes. but just the subtlety of the snark that... See, yeah, Carrie Fisher has yeah. that subtle, sarcastic nature where where 
if you if you see Karen Allen through the lens of Marion, Marion's very, very aggressive, direct. very direct, very. Have you seen? Have you, you haven't seen Animal House? Have you? She was very snarky in Animal House. Mm-hmm. She was, Strangely enough, John Landis is in town tonight at the screening of Animal House at the Dryden. Really? Nice. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. He's doing a Q and A at the Dryden tonight. Nice. Cool. He got to do a picture with DiGiorgio when he was on Channel yeah, 13. Yeah, I, I met uh, John Lance a few years ago. He was uh-huh. in town for something. That's and, cool. And he was a great guy. So Yeah. I thought you said drive-in. Dryden. 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 Sorry. It's a theater. Yeah, I have drive-in. I got drive-in on the mind here. It's my bad Rochester accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're fine, man. Yeah. Oh, and did you notice that Indiana, no matter what happens to him, he it's, never loses his hat? And the, yeah, that, well, yeah, it's a thing. It's yeah, that, it was said something about. Yeah, it's it was it's a callback to uh, the forties and fifties serials that that Billy was talking about, mm-hmm. where it was the very, heroes' hat, hats stayed on their head, never get loses oh, yeah, they it, never moved. Yep, it was done for um, continuity reasons, but it's also considered poor taste for a gentleman <laughs> to be without his hat in certain situations, even on the silver screen. <laughs> yep. Oh but, yeah, back to effects. Okay. That, that uh, where you're talking about the, the spirit effects at the climax were achieved by shooting mannequins underwater in slow motion through a fuzzy, fuzzy lens to achieve an ethereal quality. I was about to ask what a funzy lens was. A funzy lens. A funzy lens. A funzy lens. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sit on it, you nerd. <laughs> Good God. That was one of one of the neatest effects at the time. Oh, yeah. I thought that was just amazing. You didn't see a lot of stuff like that in the early 80s. No. Yeah. But to, but to get back to uh, to Marion, um, oh, sorry, no, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> that scene in the Well of Souls when she first notices the the snakes mm-hmm. and she climbs him, yeah, I love that scene so much. Wasn't that improv? I don't, <laughs> I, I, have no I, I don't remember exactly if I heard a story or not, but I thought I, that she the was supposed scene, to like just kind of cl- like cling well, to him. Well, the one scene that was improv was the scene in the tent between her and Block. They created that scene because basically all it said in the script was that she was supposed to change into a sexy dress uh-huh. to make to, to raise the uh, I don't know what they thought they were going to do in the well of souls scene yeah where it was just supposed to just I don't know sexual tension I have no idea because um, there was such not a sexy snakes are not a turn on but there was nothing saying why she got into the dress how mm-hmm. she got into the dress for what reason so <sighs> she and that actor came up with that scene the whole and thing. she thought it would be a fun throwback to the um, the the drinking yes. contest scene from the first we drink the one person on the table now yeah. I'm gonna drink this guy into the table and too it totally go it co- totally uh, doesn't work for her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, definitely so not. So I just thought that was great that scene and and oh my god when the, when um Tot comes in and he pulls out that thing and it looks like it's a weapon and they're like Yeah, it looks like he's about to do nunch- <laughs> like Nazi nunchucks and then he whips it around into a hanger. It's like, "Wait, yes. what?" And everybody's like, <sighs> <sighs> "Yeah." <laughs> Even the lock looks scared. He yeah, did. it's like, yes. "Wait a minute. Somebody's going to waffled with that thing. What the heck?" <laughs> See, that's the, the thing I love about this movie is it's is There's I There's so many little things. Little things. Funny thing, the scene on the boat with the well, where doesn't it hurt? Yeah, here. here and he points at his, his elbow. elbow. <laughs> but that and that scene is the, and then one he of the falls best. Falls asleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And that scene also has one of the best ad lib lines I've I've always loved. Yes. It's not the, the years, years. It's, it's the, the mileage. mileage. You know, mm-hmm. he did not in the script, and he just he threw it out there, kind of like just deadpans, it, and it was perfect. I mean, yeah. I've used that line on several occasions. <laughs> At the time this movie was released, there wasn't anything like it, even though it threw yeah. back to movies decades ago. It yeah. was just a fun, old-fashioned 
action a romp piece, an epic adventure <clears throat> romp. And I, like so I, I'm old enough to where I saw it at the theater a, a couple times mm-hmm. when it first came out. And nowadays, you can't imagine movies not being like that. They're not being movies like that, right? Mm-hmm. So th- this took an old style movie. Where why didn't movies like that get made? Say between 1945 and 1980. That's an excellent question. I you know I, w- I wonder if. And there's probably a, a, a podcast entirely in that conversation alone. Um, but you wonder if there's that transition between the 40s to the 80s and you have all these different cultural eras coming even, through. You know, in the 50s, there were a lot of Westerns. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. we get too cool during the 60s I and 70s? I think we got too cool during the 60s and 70s. Well, you had the free love and you had psychedelic and you had rock, you know, was coming out of into its own. Rock music was coming into its own. And... In disco. The Vietnam War and everything like that, it was cool to be counter. It was mm-hmm. cool to be opposite of the norm. So I'm wondering if there was just During the 70s, a rejection. You had, you had way more serious cinema, I guess, The art, Godfather. Art and cinema. Parkle, Apocalypse Now. 2001, and, Space yeah. Odyssey. You I, know, I just blame disco. You d- I, I, for everything. Blaming disco for everything is pretty easy. Yes. But so, so is Star Wars works. the gateway to making a movie like Raiders? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially yeah. because what it did is it emboldened the guy who made it, mm-hmm. you know, because this is the brainchild of George Lucas, and he wanted Star Wars to be his Buck Rogers. Well, now this is his Errol Flynn. Mm-hmm. You know, this he was getting an opportunity to just kind of go ahead and have his fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so One thing I didn't notice mm-hmm. for years, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong about this in my rewatch of this, mm-hmm. no, an early... Plot point is the monkey, the traitor monkey. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then he's poisoned and he's dead. Was that their way of just saying we don't want to deal with the monkey anymore and have a reason for him to be around and war? I think Let, so. Let's kill I, the well, monkey. I so. think they, the monkey was kind of well. They wanted to like we we saw the poison. How are mm-hmm. we going to know? It was just he was. How's he going to figure it out? Yeah. yeah. So somebody had to die. Might as well be the monkey. No, it was the monkey's life lesson. <laughs> you were a traitor. You set them up to be hurt mm-hmm. and captured. Let all little monkeys from here on in learn their lesson. I thought, I thought maybe uh, Luke, Lucas and Spielberg, this monkey's a pain in the ass. How are we going <laughs> to keep him in the movie? Well, let's write him out of the okay. movie so, now. So do we write, do we write that monkey into um, the family tree of Simi? Yes. Yes. Okay. I have, yes. I have a trivia about great the grandfather. <laughs> so Trader Monkey. Had, had a great, great uncle who was a, uh, a double agent in World War II. Yes, Nazi. Nazi Na- sympathizer. Yes. Yeah, Nazi, Nazi sympathizer. sympathizer. Monkey. Um, yeah. I have <laughs> trivia about the monkey. Oh, dude, tell me the yes. trivia about the monkey. Well, you can't get monkeys to chitter on command. Mm-hmm. Um, so they actually had somebody who was doing, and also he made a lot of verbalizations. Mm-hmm. The man who did that um, was, oh, God, what was his name? Frank Welker. He oh, Frank, on, very famous yeah. uh, cartoon voice actor. And he went on to play... Scooby-Doo? Abu in Aladdin. Oh, oh. Really? <laughs> You know what? I thought awesome. all those squeaks sounded familiar. Yes, that was Abu. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. That is... That's, and um, the monkey was wearing the same outfit. Yeah, Pretty much. Well, yeah, they were. Yes. Except for the fez. Was, was no the fez. Indiana Jones monkey was not wearing a fez, no I don't fez. think. No, no fez. No fez. Okay. Which would definitely not make Matt Smith's doctor happy. No. no fez. Fezes are cool. Yes, they are. But they got the monkey to do the the the, high, the, the it was like mm-hmm. took on like an hour to do it or something. Um, like? Yeah, and they had to, they put a grape on a string. And so he kept reaching for <laughs> so it to get him to reach for it. That's hilarious. Poor thing had to go through all that. Yep. Only to be killed off by a date. Mm-hmm. Bad dates. Bad. Dates. Well, it was his owner's fault. His owner poisoned him. Yep. It was sad. It was very sad. The one-eyed. Oh. 
I'm just looking at some of the trivia and because um, Harrison did almost all of his own stunts in there. Yes. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. out-of-control airplane actually ran over Harrison Ford's knee, tearing the ligaments. Jesus, that poor guy keeps getting Rather killed. Rather than wow. to submit to Tunisian health care, he had his knee wrapped in ice and carried on. Kept yeah. on going. He also did the uh, under the truck, truck thing scene. Right. The truck was yeah. up higher and the road was cut out. Yep. And well, no, that was a combination of him and stuntmen. No, it wasn't because his stuntmen, mm-hmm. he had three stuntmen. On yes. This. One was the driver. Right. One, and the other two were ones that got knocked off the truck. Right. So they weren't available. No, they were all, well, they were doing body double work. So there was, there are parts, because I remember seeing this in a, in a behind the scenes thing mm-hmm. where it was. Him for the first part because they were doing an up close, so you had to see his face. But when when the character of Indy is is more along the lines of the midway, and towards the back of the truck, and then when he flings out at out, out the back, that was the there was a couple of the stuntmen were doing that. But he was being dragged. Yes, he was being dragged at one point during a close up. Yeah. He goes, I've got bruises for that. Yes, and he and one of and the the quote that I always remember from that was, um, if it had been dangerous, we would have filmed it later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not, not. We wouldn't have filmed it at all. We would have filmed, filmed it, it later, later, so it didn't interrupt the rest of shooting. Yeah. Yep. So. And, the, and okay. And I'm sorry. The music, John Williams, in this movie, yeah. just they don't do that anymore. My wife and I films. were talking about that exact point while uh-huh. we were watching it. Is that nowadays they use already recorded songs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back then they orchestrated. It was that and Star Wars and Superman, yeah. the movie we brought up. There's mm-hmm. a whole score to it. And yeah. what's the commonality? John Williams. Uh-huh. But the thing is, the thing that got me was that in so often, even in films from that time period, is the music This the music in this movie was almost like another character. Yes. Mm-hmm. It yes. was right up front. It wasn't background music. It was right there. I don't know if this is covered in the trivia or not, but I remember John Williams talking about how everything in, in all the movies he scores, everybody has a theme of some yes. sort. Yes. Oh, and you can like, hear them. Like uh-huh. in Star Wars... There's a Luke theme, there's a Leah theme, there's a Force theme, there's a Vader theme, there's an mm-hmm. Imperial March. And he, the way he blends them together, I have a friend of mine who's, whose brother is a music savant and was able to pick, a, pick together all of the relationships in Star Wars because of the music. So he knew Luke and Leah were related. Mm-hmm. He knew about Vader and Luke. He knew all about that just because the music told it to him. And so I remember John Williams talking about that the, the arc even had its own theme. So yes. throughout the course of the movie, you know, you're hearing... Kind of like little hints and you know mm-hmm. hints and pieces of it or off key versions of it, uh, and you you don't hear it in its full glory until Sala and and Indy pull it from the crypt for the first mm-hmm. time and you see it in all of its full glory for the very first time. That's when you hear the full arc theme. But yeah, I yeah. mean it's just yeah. the way that there's, John Williams weaves yeah. music together yeah. is I think it's there's going to be nobody who will ever be able to do it like that ever again. No. The the person who did the score for um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer mm-hmm. did the same thing. Okay. And I think he must have like taken that. Mhm. Absolutely. Everybody learns, yeah. you know, if yeah. you're paying attention, you can learn from that. Because um, he had themes. Mm-hmm. There. And, and and if you notice there not only wasn't just a Marian theme and an Indiana theme, there was a harmony where they a, came a together. A romance theme yeah. for them, which was something that I and I'm totally blanking on his name, but the um, the composer for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, mm-hmm. Buffy had a theme, Angel had a theme. Mm-hmm. There was their well, romance theme. Murray together. Gold has done the same thing with Doctor Who over the past 10, yeah. 11 years. Is that everybody's got a theme? Each companion had their <laughs> own theme. Each, mm-hmm. if he was going to do something, especially Time Lordy, there was there was a piece of music that would pop up that was just a harken to Gallifrey. 
you know, stuff like that. And and so I think the the, the tribute to a good composer is is making sure that it's like you you just said where the music is a character yeah you know and and so it's not just there for background drama or to set the mood it's, it becomes this additional entity mm-hmm. in and of itself and that's when you really know that you've got something good going on yeah i will fully admit like watching this movie as a child i love the movie mm-hmm. i thought it was so intense so great amazing great movie just brought, rewatching it this week, I'm like, oh my god, this does not hold up. I am it's so cheesy. Really, really, like, that is what went through my head. But then the music is what right, held it together. Is what held it together. Like the only reason I enjoyed this movie as an adult mm-hmm. is because of the music. I think that the only thing for me that didn't hold up. I thought everything else held up. The fact that it was even at the time a period piece actually mm-hmm. is very helpful for that. Um, so it doesn't feel dated, is yes. just those final last couple of special effects. Okay. The last couple ones. The epic at the oh, end. Yeah, yeah the those were the only ones. Yeah, but I remember as a child, couldn't, I couldn't even watch it. Yeah. yeah. I had to cover my eyes. Yeah. It was, it was freaky. So, it was so awful. But um, the, when the faces other, are melting and everything yeah, like that, yeah. yeah. Um, and that the, specifically the head exploding, the head exploding, mm-hmm. that actually yes. gave it an R rating. They had to put the flames over it mm-hmm. to calm it down, or else to mask it, to mask it, because it got him an R rating. Really? Yeah. That yes. movie was R rated at it one was. point. Yes. Initial. That's amazing. Yep. Okay. Hey, well, I, I suppose I see it based on different cultures, and different did, different society thing. It won an Oscar. Did it really? For mm-hmm. Visual effects. Amazing. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's good. I didn't. I see. I did that. You're not used to a George Lucas movie winning actual Oscars because yep. usually they're. It like, actually was nominated for uh, best picture. That's amazing. I forget what it won three Oscars. I know one of them was visual effects. Was visual effects, okay. but the um, the Saturn Awards mm-hmm. swept the Saturn Awards. Oh that yeah, year. absolutely yeah. swept it. Tanya, Madam Researcher. Yes. Do we know when the Oscar awards were? I'm looking for it right now. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's one thing I didn't put into our packets. I'm looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I remember like when I was a kid, I oh, when the faces is. started melting, I remember turning four, away yes. in, in fear. It, it freaked me out when four. I was a kid. Like but the, now, the yeah. part where she where, where Marion is in with all of the skeletons, yeah, that scared me so oh, much. Oh, the, the boa coming out of the mouth. And then, I was like, oh, and then I'm done. When I watched it this week, I was laughing yeah. so hard at how freaked out she was about the skeletons. I'm like, this is hilarious. What I. But I remember was, as a kid, it was so freaky. It was freaky. very scary. Yes. And what I thought was hilarious was watching it the other day. You can see the people kind of shaking yes. the arms at him and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. I thought that was hysterical. But did you notice they cleaned up the scenes with the cobra? Yeah. You no longer see, you don't see, you the, no reflection. Longer see the reflection. Yeah, because we were looking for it and I went, <laughs> I was looking for that. I was looking for it too. We yeah, so they digitally took the. Now, Tanya, you said Ford Oscars? Four Oscars. Um, in 1982, Best Art Direction, Set dire- Decoration, mm-hmm. um, Best Sound, mm-hmm. Best Film Editing, and Best Effects for Visual Effects. Nice. Yeah. Um, See, so beating leather jackets with a baseball bat's going to win you an Oscar. It was a winner for a Special Achievement Award um, to Ben Burt and Richard Anderson for Sound Effects Editing. Okay. And it was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography, and Best Music Original Score. Now, on the version you guys watched, I, I wound up watching on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched I, it, yeah. I also have the DVDs, but rather than pull those out, it's on Amazon Prime. There you go. It seemed speci- There seemed to be a lot of parts that would have looked good in 3D. Did they re-release this in 3D, and is Not that the version? Not as I know. No, I, don't I, haven't, know. I, haven't. I, I was Not wondering if they remade it in 3D, or you know, sort of recut it like they, they've done a few other movies where they 
wound up doing a 3D version. Luckily, Be- Raiders of the Lost Ark apparently has not really received the the touch of Lucas like Star Wars has <laughs> oh, been mutated yes. over the years. I, I don't. I, I maybe it might have, but there it's were, very there obscure. There were a if few it did. scenes, uh, more than a few actually. Mm-hmm. That said, wow, that looks like they wanted to do that in 3D <laughs> just now. So I, I didn't Could know be, if that just, was the. That's just the way they wanted mm-hmm. it to film was to feel that way because of uh, the old 3D serials. Yeah. I'll tell you what threw me off, and and I kind of just attribute it to, you know, it, it's a it's a harken back to the serials of old that sometimes they didn't make sense, but you're really not focusing on that detail. Was the chase scene when he when he takes over the truck that is carrying the ark and he's you know the cars are chasing him he's he comes running in on horseback stuff like that and just the way it goes from from scene to scene throughout that chase it made no sense to me it's like they're out in an open desert now they're on a cliff now they're in a forest now they're on a they're yeah it's like where'd the trees come when he was just in an open desert a moment ago you know where how did that guy go over a cliff when he was on a flat plane. You know. That they would be desert like three <laughs> weeks or six weeks. Yeah, in either direction. And they covered direction. it's a whole six week desert in like in a in a five minute scene. Yeah, and it was just in. Uh, so you know, when, you're, when you're watching it the first like time, going, what? yeah, when you're watching it the first time, you're not paying attention to that because the action's keeping your your brain focused on what's going on in terms of the people. But when you've watched it 30, 40, 50, 60 times, I'm not I'm not admitting to anything at the moment. Um, <laughs> you know, then you start picking apart like wait. You know, wait, where did that cliff come from? Wait, where did those trees come? Wait, where, how they, okay. And, and I'll, I'll admit that I never knew how we figured out to drive into the place that would be camouflaged until I suddenly picked up on the line beforehand. I'll meet you at Omar's. Oh, okay. Now, mm-hmm. now I get it. Okay. How did he know to meet there at that particular spot? You know, but then I heard the line. Okay. Let's talk about him for a second. Him. Sala. Sala. Okay. I love Sala. Okay. That is yeah, a great yes. character. Okay. So. As I said, Monk was watching this movie, sort of watching this movie, and I made, I finally, I'm like, Lana, look at him. I'm like, you know him. Uh huh. I do. John Reese Davies. Yeah, uh-huh. John Reese Davies. Yes, you know him. Where do I know him from? I'm like, Lana, look at him. Mm-hmm. She has three movies that she loves. Yes. That Lord of the Rings. He was Gimli. Uh huh. And then lesser known probably by you guys, but really big in our world, he was in a Julie Andrews film called Victor Victoria. Yep. Which Lana and I love, mm-hmm. and he was Come on, in Julie Andrews. Yes, God's sake. Chronicles. And speaking of, and speaking of Julie Andrews, he was in The Princess Diaries too. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he was also in Sliders. Yep. Yes. And that's where I know him from. Yeah, yeah. and a variety of other things. I mean, he's just he's one of those character actors that's been in a mm-hmm. ton of things. But originally, that character was supposed to be played by Danny DeVito. Was he really? Oh, yep. Yes. Wow. No. That would be yes. so different if it was. That would be an entirely different character. He couldn't yes. get out of it um, because, because of taxi. Because of taxi. Okay. But then he went on to be in *Romancing the Stone*. Danny DeVito was. Yes. Yes. With uh, uh, *Romancing the Stone*. With Love um. With Michael Douglas. Michael yes. Douglas. Yes. And Who Kathleen Turner. Played a similar. Ca- yeah. Think of yeah. all the films that would if Raiders hadn't done it. Yeah. Hadn't brought back the genre. Yeah. How many films wouldn't there be? There wouldn't be Alan Quartermain. There wouldn't be Romancing the Stone. Well, no Alan Quartermain probably would have been a good thing. It, the <laughs> Librarian. The Librarian I'll go with. The Librarian yeah. movies probably wouldn't have. Now, here's a question. Yes. Do you think they're going to remake Indiana Jones like they're doing a whole bunch of other old movies? These well, there's going to be a Indiana Jones 5 is actually happening. Yes. They're making a fifth indie movie. Yes. Even after the, the refrigerator? Even after the refrigerator and Crystal Skull, yes. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting for me because, you know, Crystal Skull was, what, 50s, 60s? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So now yeah, that Harrison Ford is in his 70s, does that mean it's going to be Indiana Jones and the Disco Ball of Doom? 
Because <laughs> think about it, because Indy's, Indy was 30, in his 30s, during the 30s, so mm-hmm. he, we're figuring the Indiana Jones character was born probably around 1900, 1901, somewhere in that area. So if they're going to age him appropriately to be Harrison Ford's age, you're going to put him in the 70s. Yeah. So it's going to be something, you know, kind of, uh, you know, contemporary to that age. And it's just going to be interesting to see that character who we've seen through World War II and we've seen in the post-World War II era. Now he's in the age of free love and disco. As as cranky Harrison Ford, can we see what kind of the, the fifth movie where that's going to go at this point? Oh, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Is Shia LaBeouf going to be in it? I don't oh, think so. I don't think so. I no. hope not. So, so he gets his son and then loses his son? That's going to be weird. I, or maybe they recast, recast it. Probably. I'd say it'd probably be a recast job, I would assume. Yeah. I was um, not horribly horribly impressed with crystal skull well no i mean here's the thing indiana jones is the reverse star trek yes yes the odd numbered indiana jones movies are awesome the yeah. even numbered indiana jones are hey are, are we gonna uh, I, I i agree with you about crystal skull but temple of doom i really love what now what is it about that oh, temple from of doom the, from that the opening scene uh-huh. with the jewel and the and the little uh, thing in, the, in uh-huh. the nightclub. You go to the plane where you got the raft out of the airplane through the roller coaster ride. <laughs> I, I just love everything about that movie. I honestly do. Now, I don't think it was a bad movie because there are people out there who will outright savage Temple of Doom. Wow. I think they're wrong. I, I really love Temple of Doom. I think mm-hmm. it's the funnest. I think it's the most exciting. I, I really enjoyed Temple of Doom a lot. I thought it was interesting in the, in the regards that Temple of Doom was set a year earlier than Raiders yes, of the Lost Ark. it's actually a prequel. Th- that's their way of not... They couldn't bring Karen Allen in. Okay. So they had to recast... They, they had to have a reason not to have her. Okay. Uh, I didn't even But think still have way. a female interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So they... Uh, plus, you no, know, Spielberg got the cast as his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I think she's one of the things I object to the most. Kate Capshaw. That, that's a, she really wasn't like great, her. but I really it, don't she, like she her. wasn't great. But I thought the movie was so much fun. I mean, she was whiny and, and entitled, but yeah, was... after Marion, mm-hmm. I thought her character was just such. Yeah, a her death. character was the weakest part of it. But I, I even enjoyed Short Round. Who doesn't? Li- Hang on, Doctor Jones. Hey, Hang on, lady. We're See, going for a ride. Everybody can nothing. do a doc. I touch nothing. That's everybody exactly. can do a short round impression. Yes. 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 I liked him better in the Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't get the Goonies without being in in Indiana Jones. That's true. That was true. was was Temple of Doom before Goonies? Yeah, it was. Okay. Yeah. But um, but the thing and the thing that I like best about <laughs> Crystal Skull. Yeah. Marion was back. Yes. 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 Yeah. That that's what See, I like best. I, I about thought it was the aliens. <laughs> you know, they all touch supernatural and things that are not of this world. Right. So why does everybody have such a problem with there being aliens? I, I have no problem with the, ancient that's, aliens. That has been the biggest complaint I heard about Crystal Skull. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with the they aliens. They brought aliens in because everybody brings aliens into everything. Yeah. But then, you you know, you look at, you know. Come on, even look at the, like the Pixar movie aliens. Bolt. Yeah. You know? You know what can top this off? Aliens. So. <laughs> it's aliens. See, you know, they missed it. They missed an opportunity though with Crystal Skull. If they're going to bring in aliens, they had to bring in Georgios. He could he could have played a cameo somewhere along the line See, with I his freaking hair. Just behind you, I was putting my hair up and doing that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. I I love Marion. Yeah. Really, well, she's an amazing really character and an amazing character. actress. I loved her. I loved the actress in Starman. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. She oh was, wow. Yeah. That's right. I forgot she was in Starman. that one. She's actually not an actress. She's just a set of eyes that walks around on legs. 
Okay. She's all eyes and, and smile. Yep. <laughs> She's and freckles. Love her freckles. She has the best freckles. Uh, let's see. So let's play some more of trivia here. During filming in Tunisia, nearly everyone in the cast and crew got sick, except for director Steven Spielberg. It's thought that he avoided illness by eating the only the food that he brought with him, a lot of cans of SpaghettiOs. <laughs> That's why in the scene with the swordsman, yes. he was supposed to use his, his, his whip, whip to get, mm-hmm. and the, he was too, too sick. He was too sick and too <laughs> tired, so shoot him. he came up with the idea on the fly, and passed it by Spielberg. Spielberg thought it was hilarious, so that's where you get Indiana Jones very just indifferently shooting the, the swordsman. such an iconic scene. It is an iconic scene. <laughs> and you He's see, but that's the thing. How many movies? How many movies have iconic scenes that were never meant to exist? Yeah, they just were. They were thought of on the fly. Well, that was uh, was that Temple of Doom where the where the two jump out with swords and they swing around at him. He goes to grab his gun and it's not there. Yeah, that was a well, nod be, to the first. It's because of that exactly, and that's that's awesome. Speaking of flies, uh oh, <laughs> oh no, here it comes. The scene where Indy is threatening to blow up the ark. With Belloc. Oh, yeah. And Belloc's standing there, and a fly, fly, and it it was like, It lands on his mouth, and it crawls in his mouth. Very nonchalantly ate the fly, but... No, it actually flew away. Steven Spielberg thought it was outrageously funny, so he removed a couple of frames that showed the fly fly away. Right. He did it on purpose. Exactly. So that was actually an intentional (laughs) edit by Steven Spielberg. So you never see the fly fly away. All you see is the fly crawl up to his mouth. So we know Spielberg is a wise ass. <laughs> yes. If anybody ever doubted that in the first place, yep. Then, oh my well, God. There was E.T. 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 phone home. E.T. starts chasing Yoda on the Halloween scene. <laughs> Spielberg yep. has a sense of humor. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was. Uh, Would uh, they reboot Indiana Jones with another actor playing Indiana Jones like they have James Bond a million times. Well, I think what they were planning on doing was well, Bond to is carry on the Time Lord. Yeah, they were going to carry on the franchise with Shia LaBeouf. I think that's why they introduced the Ma- the Mutt mm-hmm. character was to have that torch hand because it's But I mean literally have him play Indiana Jones. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see another Indiana Jones. I don't think you're going to see another actor play the part, but I think what they're going to try and do is figure out a way to get that that baton handed off to somebody mm-hmm. else. Uh, and they tried to do it in in Crystal Skull. They tried to. And you just, unfortunately, Shia LaBeouf, as much as he can be a very good actor, he's he's a problem human being. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's hard. he's hard to work with, and therefore, you know, it that fell through. I think if maybe if it was like Scott Eastwood, for Christ's sake, you probably would have had a much better chance. Yeah, I, I think I they'd know. have a better time just saying... This guy's Indiana Jones mm-hmm. now. He's still 30. Well, he had the young Nazis. Indiana Jones Chronicles, the, yeah. the TV series. Yeah, and that was a very good TV what was show. It? Who was that, Sean Patrick Harris? Uh, Sean Patrick Flannery. Sean Flannery. What's, yeah. what's that? There's the, the young, young Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones Chronicles. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, the and, TV and, series. And, and unfortunately, since he passed away, but was River, River Phoenix, Phoenix not the, fantastic? Oh, as, as young as Indy? Him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. <clears throat> Absolutely. I mean, I was all about it. The kid did a great job with it. I haven't hit myself in the face of the whip yet. (laughs) Maybe in two weeks. Give him him a couple of weeks. No, I've I've been learning. Oh, good. And uh, I've caught it in the foot a few times. Okay. I haven't caught it in the face yet. That's that's the next one. Steel toe boots? No. No, just barefoot? Barefoot. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I really like Shia LaBeouf. Uh You know, so I was wondering what the issue was with him. It's more the actor than the character. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, because I, I don't. 
I don't get into that sort of stuff, so I don't right. see. You know, you know, there's that uh, the video. Well, as a professional podcast host, it's my job to know these things. Yes, yes, I understand. <laughs> this. The, have you seen the video? Which video are we referring uh, to? Shia LaBeouf, actual cannibal. No, I've heard about it though. Okay, you know he's he's in that, and it's hysterical. Uh-huh. I had no idea he had any issues with anyone. So that's, oh, oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, but no. So to, to follow that through, though, if they are going to work on a fifth movie, Sorry. is that something that that you will see as a handoff or or some sort of a reboot involving the character? It goes to Laura Croft. <laughs> yeah, well, she's I, a modern day Indiana Jones. She yeah, really is. A would there Jones. be a Lara Croft without an Indiana Jones? No, no, absolutely not. No, there would not be. I think any character not named Indiana Jones right now is a ripoff. That's why <laughs> I, I think he, there should just mm-hmm. be put him in the time of Nazi, just time travel him with the, the same <laughs> actor. I don't, you know, within a twenty year make him time. a yeah, time little, lord, little blue box. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Um, I wear a fedora now. Fedoras are cool. <laughs> and and I, I noticed one thing. When that movie came out, it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes. Now yes. it's called Indiana Jones. It was and the when Raiders it came Ark. out as a box set. Mm-hmm. They did that to, so that it matched the others. Mm-hmm. It was just pure and simple. It just looked better. Hmm. I'm looking through the trivia list. Oh, there is so much. No, on there. we, I, we actually took we, we, a, quite a bit out, but one that we kept in because just it amused Chris so much. Sala sings twice. Mm-hmm. Yes. Both songs are Gilbert and Sullivan. Yes. <laughs> Not one, lost on me. One of the first solos I did in college was My Name is John Wellington Wells, uh-huh. which is from The Sorcerer. And uh-huh. it was the first Patter song. I love them. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's the classics right there. And, and Sala does it with such gusto. You know, and that's I think that's the tribute to John Reese uh, Davies. That's that's just the way he approaches everything. everything. Yes. You know, just full steam. Gimli. Gimli. It's my favorite character of all time. Just because <laughs> you just you you know what you're going to get with Gimli at all times. You know he's going to be a cranky sob. Yes. And don't tell anyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Don't tell anyone. I'm actually a nice guy underneath. Uh, let's see. Don't let's... tell the elf. Don't tell the elf. <laughs> Long, there's a long-standing myth that Jeff Bridges turned down the role of Indy. It was never even offered to him, which was confirmed by an article written by Jake Perlman in Entertainment Weekly in 2014. Jeff Bridges is Indiana Jones. I could see that. A young Jeff Bridges? It could have yeah. worked. No, Ron Perlman. No. <laughs> no. Ron, Ron Perlman, no, no, too no, aggressive. No, no. And I'm sorry. I think Tom Selleck could have done a decent job. I, decent, yes, but I don't think the, the series would have... Not Harrison Ford level. No, it wouldn't have been a Harrison Ford kind of, I don't no. think you would... With Tom Selleck, you may have gotten Temple of Doom, but you never would have gotten Lost Crusade or Last Crusade and, and Crystal Skull. I don't know. Well, I mean, well, yeah, if, you, yeah. if you've ever watched his show, Blue Bloods, yeah. he's very good in that. Yeah, but that's also a seasoned veteran yeah. actor. At the time, yeah. I don't you know, think he where was Tom Selleck good. in the '80s was still new to yeah. the, the whole. I mean, absolutely. Tom Selleck was in Quigley Down Under, right? Which was an underrated movie, in my that's opinion. It was. It was not meant to be an Oscar-winning movie. No, <laughs> no. But it was, was interesting to see film. the. It was interesting <laughs> to see the character. You could see him carry an action movie for the most part. Yeah. But that's the, the like I said. That lends itself to what I'm saying is with Raiders of the Lost Ark being a George Lucas, Steven Spielberg property, Tom Selleck playing the part, it would have done well. You may have gotten a a Temple of Doom out of that, mm-hmm. but I think after that it would have all petered out because Tom Selleck would not have carried a franchise. A movie franchise like that, 
And then so you would not see Last Crusade and you would not see. Sam Neill was also considered. He Sam might have been Neil. able to pull it off. Yeah, Sam Neill, because he ends yeah. up playing. Doing, yep. Doing him as, a- as Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he could have done that. And, and, he could have. And back to Jeff Bridges. Didn't yes. Didn't he wind up in Purple Rose of Cairo with uh, the Woody Allen movie? He played sort of a. Uh, never seen it. That's it, Jeff Daniels. That. Oh, Jeff Daniels, you're right. Yeah, yeah, Jeff's. Yes. No, Jeff, Jeff Bridges Jeff's is mi- the dude abides. Yes. So the I big, got my Jeff's mixed you, up. You need, you, see, you need to see the Big Lebowski with a fedora and a whip yeah. at that point. Then <laughs> no. it's, you're right. the ultimate crossover. I was, my brain went to the Fabulous Baker Boys. The Fabulous Baker Boys, absolutely. Well, I don't know if you have this piece of trivia on there on well, they can bring list, myself but it for... says uh during the well of souls scene snake handler stephen edge served yes. as the double for marion's legs according to edge karen allen's stunt double refused to stand in amongst the snakes uh-huh. spielberg offered him the chance by asking if he was willing to shave his legs and put on a dress for the scene in which indy is face to face with the hooded cobra edge says the snake handlers induced the cobra to hood with a toy rabbit held just outside the frame Edge noted that unlike Indiana, Harrison Ford is not afraid of snakes. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because I would. That's another I would scene I would not have been in the room. Did, for. did you guys discuss the the hoses? Oh yeah, they couldn't get enough snakes, so a lot of them are. Some of them are legless lizards, uh-huh. and some of them are cut up garden hoses. hoses. Yes. I don't doubt that. That's hilarious. That is movie magic for you. What are you going to do? I also read a piece of trivia where one of the snake handlers, uh, a python, latched onto his hand. Yes. So they filmed the scene. They finished filming the scene, and then they let. Then he's like, "Can somebody get this off?" No, no. What he did was, oh, he whipped. He had had somebody somebody grab the tail. The tail and Uh rip it. So oh, it wouldn't okay. let go. And the, the snake was fine. The snake was fine. No snakes were harmed Though, in the making uh, of the movie. Somebody, Actually, no, there was one, one snake that died. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. Because he pi- was bit by a cobra. Yes. The python oh, was one of the pythons a... was bit by a cobra. I it heard, wasn't I remember by reading about something that, that anybody did. Snake mm-hmm. on snake violence. That's snake it. Violence. That's why it's called king cobras. They eat other snakes. Yeah. But somebody's daughter, I think it was Lucas's daughter, actually called the authorities on... The film, oh, because she didn't like the way the snakes were being treated. Wow. Oh, and the Well of Souls. Do you know where they filmed that? Where they film it? The Overlook Hotel. Where from is the that? Shining. From, from the, the Shining. From the Shining. I, so I, I thought that rang a bell. Yes. So the Well of Souls is where they it was filmed the, foyer the Shining. Okay. Of the, of the, the Overlook Hotel. Oh jeez. That's where a they lot. were opening yeah. the Ark on the island. Yeah. 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 When they were opening yeah. the Ark. No, no, the Well of Souls. The Well of Souls itself. Oh. Yes, the, where the, the snakes were. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. they were shooting down into the the foyer, the foyer, the foyer, the foyer. And do you know what Indiana's whip was made out of? I licorice. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Slinkies. Kangaroo skin. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, what? it's wicked supple. That's different. Kangaroo yeah. skin's neat. Uh huh. And remind mother. me to tell you about later about uh, pouches. Okay. <laughs> there's okay. a dice there's a oh dice pouch god. you need that's oh i do do i yes okay oh my god no. all right i'm a little nervous now um i would be so yes indy why does the floor move that is a line that I, unfortunately in my job as a building inspector for the city of rochester that is a line that has popped in my head on three occasions in the eight years i've worked for the city where i will look into Eagle a house first and i'll be like <laughs> I remember. I remember the very first time it happened. I even said it out loud to the landlord in question because this house had been vacant for a long time. It had been boarded up. It was middle of summer. He opens up the door. His worker takes the board off the door. He opens up the door. It swings, and you can see kind of glimmers of light shining through some of the other boarded windows. 
Not enough to illuminate the room, but enough to cast like a couple of shadows. And I looked at the landlord. I said, Indy, why does the floor move? <laughs> and he looked at me. Dangerous. He goes, what? I go, I'm not going in there. Go first. Yeah. Very, very dangerous. dangerous. You, go you go first. first. One of Saul's best lines. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very dangerous. You go, you go first. <laughs> and I love, he call, He specifically calls them asps. Yes. Not one of those snakes was an asp. asp. Yeah. <laughs> Last time Whoops. I checked, asps were not hooded. <laughs> yes. But they're Egyptian, so there you have it. They're well, trying to... there, there were hoses. Yes. There they were hoses. Were hoses. <laughs> Pretty dangerous. Asp, asp hoses. Asp backwards? That's <laughs> doesn't sound right. Asposes. Asposes. <laughs> oh no. As, asbestos. Asposes. Um, okay, yeah. so it was so hot during the shoot that uh-huh. what was supposed to be a six-hour shoot they compressed into four and a half weeks, and the only thing that kept them no, going no, no. Wait, six, six weeks. weeks. Or, it was supposed to be a six-hour six shoot. They compressed into four weeks. <laughs> wow, wow, that's, that's kind yeah, of the opposite. Six weeks. They they cut. Sherry Elberski is not a time lord. No. That was bigger on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the only thing that got them through it was the memory that at the age of 54, David Lean endured 14 months of blistering heat while shooting Lawrence of Arabia. There you go. Mm. Now, David Lean is now, also in when, Raiders, isn't he? I thought, was he in the cast for Raiders? David Lean? Hold on. Tanya. Looking. Tanya Metris, goddess of the internet. What was the name? David, David Lean. Lean. L-E-E-N. L-E-A-N. L-E-A-N, like leaning over. Thank you, Billy. Mm-hmm. 14 months. She's searching. Mm. Yeah, hold on. She's contemplating. She's typing. Have you ever seen Lawrence of Arabia? Yes, but I was young at the time, so I really don't remember it. It's a good movie. Is I, it? I can't believe they had to shoot him for 14 months. Was that you think once Peter O'Toole? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, Omar Sharif. And Omar, Okay. Well, no, yes. It, it does not have him. The, the only three credits that he has as an actor is Lawrence of Arabia, Summertime, and Money for Speed. Okay. So they're probably just using him as an inspiration. Maybe he was around or something. I don't know. But anyway, um, we got to wrap this up at this point. There's a ton of trivia that we can still talk about. There's a ton of things. But this is one of those great movies that is the foundation of a lot of other movies and and themes and tropes and and. Uh, influences that you can enjoy in movies today. And, and as we've just talked about, a lot of movies probably would not exist if it wasn't for Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones. Um, so go out there. If you haven't watched it in a while or if you haven't watched it ever, watch this movie and 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 take it all in and enjoy it. And, and don't try to take it too seriously. That's the important part. Um, but definitely, definitely, definitely... Um, um, Go watch this movie. That's you know, basically the long and the short of it. I just found the connection that I didn't realize. What connection would that be? Uh, with Belloc, that he was the one that got the idol from Indy initially, uh-huh. and then he shows up later. I just never made that connection because oh, I no? really wasn't paying that much attention to <laughs> it during each time. And then I once went, again <laughs> we prove that there is nothing you can't find that I cannot take from you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like I'm on the frequently asked questions part to the IMDB in regards to it, and it's like and it said wouldn't the gold idol have been too heavy for Indiana to care to, for Jones to carry and then they're talking about it and it says it he lifts it up quite easily and Bellick lifts it off his head. I'm like Oh, mm. that's where like the connection. Well, think about comes the ark in. itself was solid oh, gold, right? That, and two men lifted it, and it's just that's, yeah, that's you know, yeah, it's probably gold plated. Yeah, yeah. 
and, and God Sorry. doesn't like gold plate. But anyway, um, so go watch this movie. And now we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to do some uh, everyday hero stuff. We're going to have a question of the week. And we're going to wrap up this particular episode for the day. Harrison Ford returns in Indiana Jones 5, the sequel of Doom. Let me see what time it is here. Uh, looks like time for my pills again. Indy, <clears throat> Indy, Indy, I see the men who tried to take the money. They're right around the corner. What do you think, I'm going to run after them? Oh, Indy. What, I'm tired. I don't feel like running after every bunny who takes money. Help huh? What's that? What's that? All right. How do you like that? Uh, someone needs rescuing, and I'm right in the middle of my solitaire game, darn it. Excuse me, are you Dr. Jones? Uh, yeah, that's me. Dr. Jones, I have good information to tell you. The treasure you look for, right beneath your feet. Boy, are you kidding? Right right beneath my feet? Yes, it says right on the here? map. Yes, right on the map. Well, don't just stand there. Let's let's dig the darn thing out. Yes, dig, Dr. Jones. Dig, 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 dig. No, let's I, dig. Yeah, dig. you guys go <clears throat> dig it out. I'm going to take a little nap. <laughs> <laughs> have fun, kids. <clears throat> Don't miss the excitement. Harrison Ford returns with Indiana Jones 5, the sequel of Doom. <laughs> Harrison Ford is definitely not a fan. He's an actor. Yes. He does the work. Mm -hmm. He goes home. He does not get into this stuff like everybody else does. Because, like, you know, when you see him on the press tours for Star Wars, he's just the ultimate curmudgeon. Just mm -hmm. leave me alone. Let me go do the next. I had fun. Yeah, I got paid. Good. I'm moving on. You know, it's, it's just, it's, wait, he's just like that. Not, not like Mark Hamill. He's not like Mark Hamill. Yeah, no. No. So. Have, you, have you ever heard interviews with Mark Hamill? He's a legitimate geek. Oh, he God, really yes. Is. Oh, absolutely. He, he, he is awesome. He grew up reading comics, and he's a full-fledged geek for yeah. all oh, yeah. the stuff he's done. He's Joker. That yep. says it all. No, yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I loved when I saw a, a YouTube video of a panel that he did at a, one of the Comic-Cons where he got into a one-man show, in essence, where he had a conversation between Luke Skywalker and the Joker. Yep. And it was the two That's the two awesome. characters chatting, and he's just like leaning back and forth, leaning back and forth as as he's you know taking on each. And then he started getting confused because he was getting so into it. So at one point he's leaning right, but that was the, the Joker side. So he, but he's doing Luke Skywalker voice, and then, then he really and everybody starts laughing. He starts laughing. Everybody's having a grand old freaking time because he's the ultimate nerd. Yes. Okay, There's you a... need to see the video, uh -huh. the cartoon video of him doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's a there's a gif of him saying, "I will, I will." Say it using the Joker's voice while holding a lightsaber and blow your geek minds. <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of guy that you would do that. Harrison Ford would be the kind of guy that would show up just because he's probably getting paid. He'll say a couple, answer a couple of questions, and then he's taking off. No, he's he's a consummate professional. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I just show up if there was food. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. To <laughs> even if I can't even yeah. eat it. You know? <laughs> Intern turned staffer Tony uh, was going to be with us today. Uh, but he had a family thing pop up. Uh, Tony has added a new title. He's now Uncle Tony for the first time. Yay! Congratulations. His uh, sister-in-law delivered a healthy baby girl Aww. yesterday. So the Baquetta family, congratulations. You are now one person bigger. And uh, and much blessings and love to you and the, and the baby. Congratulations. No, I saw the picture yesterday. We saw the she pictures. Was she mm -hmm. is adorable little peanut. I'm looking at a picture right now. All you see is eyes and nose in a bottle. And that's pretty but it's but still. So yeah, Uncle Tony is not with us today, but we'll make sure that's his new title from, from for the next few months at least. 
or the um, next podcast. Next maybe, podcast, maybe yeah. two. I'll call him Uncle Tony for a little while. Did you yeah, ever find forget. the Wilhelm scream? <coughs> oh, hold on a second. Yeah. Just so <laughs> I can figure out exactly what it is, so yeah. I can. Yeah. You'll recognize it. Yeah, yeah. you'll recognize it's it. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I know. What I'm that is. actually surprised that it's been only in less than 400 films. Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> Th- this is called the Wilhelm Scream compilation and it oh, has a bunch God. of different ones with the years of the move the movies and the years and stuff. So, here we go. Uh, this is from yeah, 1953. Charge of Feather River. This is the first one. I think this is the original one. <laughs> and that's why it's called the Wilhelm Scream is the very first character that used it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I forgot that until he said that. There he is again. Ah! This is from 1954. Them. It's the same screen. <laughs> yes. Oh, I remember that. It's the same recording. <laughs> Just use it. Over ah! It's still the same movie. They've already used it three ah! times. <laughs> Star Wars. There it is. Empire Strikes Back. Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Temple of Doom. <laughs> so far, three times in Temple of Doom. Four times. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> I want to hear confessions of a shopaholic, scent yes. of a woman. Willow. Which one? Willow. Okay. Ah, uh, Willow. Last Crusade. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Young Indiana Jones. <laughs> Batman Returns. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. Aladdin. There he is. Gandhi. Yeah. And uh, there's another few minutes of this. So. Oh, God. Oh, okay. That's hilarious. You'll never forget that scream now. Now, yeah. no, I we now, We now need to, when we get start getting into video production, finally, I have to, we have to write something that has a Willem scream in it. Yes. That's going to, that's a thing. It, it has, has to be to like happen. the most inappropriate place to put one ever. Yes. When Let's somebody meets someone. Yes. Spaceballs. Gremlins 2. Spaceballs. Reservoir Dogs. We'd like to interview mom. you. Oh my God, it's in the a goofy, goofy movie. movie. <laughs> oh, you can see my list. Yes. Uh, Toy Story. Hercules, A Bug's Life. What? The Fifth Element. Oh, now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. I see Titanic. It. Toy Story. A Bug's Life. The Little Mermaid 2. <laughs> Osmosis Jones. I've seen that movie. I didn't even know yeah. there was a second Mer- Little Lana Mermaid. Lana owns it. Oh, yeah. Lana it owned it. It was, it was their daughter. Movie. Never oh, seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was a DVD one. Yeah. I, it's one I've never seen. Before Pirates. Disney did this thing before Pixar. It was all yeah. of their sequels just went straight to VHS. Oh, I remember that, but I just didn't remember there yeah. was that one. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's mm-hmm. hilarious. Taxi. The Pacifier. Oh, Fantastic no. Four. <laughs> the only good thing about Harold and... Well, okay. I have to admit, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is one of those... It's uh, hilarious. I, I, I don't want to like it, but a- I do. I mean, NPH <laughs> just makes it. It's that's just, that's it's what I was going to say. It's amazing. It's NPH. 
And it was funny because I, I that, said something. With, Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. yes. Okay. First time I saw it, I told my cousin, I said, I said, it was just amazing. He playing that character. I mean, it's just so different. She's like, he's, she's like, I find it so amazing that he was making out with women in it. <laughs> well, he's an actor. Yeah. He's allowed. Yes. All right. Moving on. Everyday heroes. Not all heroes wear capes. Not all heroes Wilhelm scream. Who is your hero? <laughs> Do you know a fireman, a police officer, nurse, EMT, military personnel, teacher, librarian, or audio effects editor? Ah! Who is your personal hero? <laughs> If so, let us know about that person and we'll give them a shout out on the air. Please send your nominations to fc3monkeybusiness at gmail.com. This week's Everyday Hero is librarian Lori Finger from the Manlius Public Library. Lori came to Manlius Library after 24 years as the Children's Services Librarian at Drivis Public Library in Rome, New York. Before that, she worked at the East Syracuse Free Library. Lori grew up in central New York and lives in North Syracuse with her husband and their dog. In addition to reading, she loves gardening, cooking, and Renaissance festivals. Books are her lifelong passion, and she's thrilled to share that passion with the teens of Manlius. So congratulations, everyday hero, Lori Finger, and thank you for being who you are. She she does something really amazing. I don't know if she still does it, but when she was working in Rome, what she would do is she would set a number of pages for the kids to read, and they would have to read so many things. And if they made the goal, Mm -hmm. she would have a... A contest where they would ha- decide what color she would dye her hair that year. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So she dyed her hair different colors every year based on what the kids chose. That's funny. And I always said I wanted to grow up to be Lori. Uh huh. And she said, growing up is not part really, of the equation. It's, it's really not a prerequisite. Ah, <laughs> uh, and we have a question of the week: What series finale, again, book, movie, TV show, etc., was the most memorable and/or satisfying for you? And why, Christopher? What series finale was the most memorable and or satisfying for you? And uh, it wasn't satisfying. Uh-oh. Memorable. Memorable, absolutely. The Wonder Years. The Wonder Years? Okay. Mm. He didn't end up with Winnie. He did not. No. All that time, the whole setup through the whole series. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. 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 Denied. Yep. How about you, mm. Tanya? Um... Uh, I, I don't know if it's one of the, uh, I don't know if it's a series finale, but like maybe the final episode of the, the, the actual season, mm-hmm. I think when, um, um, Ziva died. NCIS. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then Tony departs the Spoilers. show. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know she died. Yeah. I'm several seasons behind. Yeah. It's all right. There are several seasons to catch up on. Yeah. How about and, you, Billy? I, I'm going to name two of them. Go for the it. First, the first, uh, the series finale of Newhart. After years of Dick Loudon yeah. owning it in, you got Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, and uh-huh. all that, you find out that it was it's just, a, just dream a dream yes. of yeah. his, uh, the character from the Bob Newhart show. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was great. Awesome. That was a great I thing. I laughed for 20 minutes. Oh, easily. Easily. I, that was when he woke his up. His expression, it goes, and yeah. there was these three woodsmen. But <laughs> when he woke up, Suzanne Plachette. Yes. I, I yes. died. That, I died. Did you see that one coming at all? Not, never. Never. I, I didn't know what was going on with the Japanese guys buying the inn and right. the golf course and all that. That didn't make sense. But when he woke up, uh-huh. Suzanne Plachette 
I died. That you, I, you knew what was happening immediately. It makes me laugh now. Yes, <laughs> so, I, I agree with you. That was an excellent one. And that was a, a more geek-related one. I really ahead. loved the final episode of Quantum Leap. Yeah, that's on my. As I hated it. Oh no, I loved it. I loved the episode. Fight, fight, but, fight, it, it fight. I love the episode. The fact that the it fact made me cry, I had tears streaming down my face when the words, and Sam never made it home. Oh, that's what I yes. hated. Oh, yes. That's I, what I hated. I, I supposed cried, to. I cried oh like I was uh, six months old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When those words popped up, and, and Al was dancing with his wife, and it was happy, and then and Sam never made it home. And that's oh what Wonder Years did to me, too. Uh-huh. I cried uh-huh. like, like you punched me in the face. Yeah. That was that was I remember that episode vividly. Mm-hmm. And I, I was never a big Quantum Leap fan. I watched I a lot of episodes of it. But I have this thing where I always have to watch the finales of shows, even if I've never watched the show. I itself. do that. I even watched the, the finale of Sex in the City and never yeah. saw an episode. <laughs> no. And you cried at that one too, no, didn't you? No, just because I watched it. But Yeah, that well there you go. That's it. How are you, Cher? That was mine. Quantum but Leap. But the opposite way. So you pulled to the right, 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 right field fence. Oh then? my god! Sorry, I, I, I hated, it. hated that, and he never came. I'm like, what? No. Yeah. <laughs> he was the main freaking character. How uh-huh. did they just do that? He, oh, did, I he had to keep that. leaping and helping. Oh, yep. I hated he that. He leapt and helped forever. It, it was a sweet thing that he did. Mm-hmm. But God damn it, he yeah. helped. He helped Al. Was his last jump, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, it just broke I don't my think heart. I've seen. A lot of the episodes of Quantum Leap. Oh, I love that. That was one of my what favorite shows. It was a good show. I think it was really well written. It, but and I, it, it did a lot of great things for bringing awareness to a lot of different social aspects as and, well. And in fact, Tanya, you just mentioned off the air that you're now watching iZombie for mm-hmm. the first time. And to me, it, like Liv, you'll find, takes on a different character in each episode because she's a zombie and eats the brain of yeah, someone. Yeah, and then adapts that person's adapts personality. Adapts that person's personality. This was a similar thing where Sam had to adapt, well, figure out yeah. the personality yeah. or the lifestyle of the person he leapt into. Mm-hmm. And it, it's you know what was what weirdly was, similar. One of my favorite episodes of that was when he, he was leapt. pregnant? When he le- no, when he leapt into himself is yeah. younger. Oh, yes. yeah. That was a really good episode. Yeah, is that the one where he... Plays John Lennon, imagine? Yes. Yes, I remember that yes. one. And that was the Lee Harvey Oswald one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Though, if we're going to, so, so since Billy took mine, I just came up with another one. And okay. this one was actually one that I thought was very satisfying. And it was the last, it was a two parter, the last episode of The Next Generation, Star Trek The Next Generation. You got me. I was that going was there. That was a really good one. Though was Voyagers was really good too. I liked yeah. Voyager much better. Uh, see, Voyager, I never liked the show. So oh, I thought I it was very too neatly mm-hmm. tied up at the end. It just kind of quickly slammed together a finale kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but no- I will tell you, um, I'm going to shift gears. Because you, I, I was going to talk about Journey's End for Star Trek: Next Generation, and just the whole Picard finally joining up for for a game of poker at Best the end. Best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. So that's right. Um, Journey's End was the Doctor Who episode yeah. I'm going to reference. Um, you know, and just have that that moment where Picard walks in, and they're all like looking at each other, like, "Oh, he's actually here!" And you know, you you, you know, you're always welcome. You're you're part of the team here. You're 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 the head of the family, as it were. And and just how casual everything was, and and I loved it. You know, Picard says something along the lines of, "You know, I was quite a card player in my youth." And they quickly shoot to, to Data and Jordy, and Data, Data looks at Jordy and gives that look like, "Yeah, right, whatever." You know, <laughs> it was just so funny to come. It came from the Data character that that, that expression. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that would have been mine. Was um. Best of both. No, best of both worlds was. Was it best of both? Worlds? Best of both worlds was the Borghard episode. Oh. 
yeah, yeah. where where Locutus comes out. No, it was it was Journey's End. It was uh, I okay. think so. Tanya, Tanya's already typing. Okay, on over to Sybil. Okay, mine are actually books. Okay, but awesome. I absolutely loved the ending to um, Ursula K. Le Guin's The Earth Sea series. Okay. Which one do you consider to be the end? I honestly consider the, the final book that she wrote where it was like the fifth one where he's a very, very old man. Yeah, see, I haven't, see, I, I've read through Te Hanu. Mm-hmm. Is it Sparrowhawk and whatnot? Yes. yes. Earth sea? Okay. I remember the yeah. brief yeah. Sean, As- uh, Sean Asbury or whatever the hell's the actor's name. The Tombs of Atuan is one of my absolute uh, favorite books of all yes. time. The whole series. Like, I don't yeah. tend to reread books. I read a book once and it goes on my bookshelf and stays there. Mm-hmm. The Earthsea series, I've read them probably three times now. Okay. I absolutely love that entire Atuan. series of books. Mm-hmm. And then another Atuan. one is the, the Owls of Gahul. Okay. It's a children's book book but uh-huh. I, it's it's amazing it basically teaches you to uh have faith in yourself hmm. what's well, not a bad message the earth sea trilogy was what got me into fantasy uh, as a child yeah. i read my they my dad had them and i, I read them they i actually the, had my to, very first fantasy novels i ever read i read them because i was in an ap english class and we had to do a paper on a non-fiction or a fiction author mm-hmm. and she was one of my teacher's favorite authors so mm-hmm. i was like i'll try it you know let me read it and i absolutely fell in love with her style of writing and have you ever read those who leave omalas no i have a short yet. story read it it's you can find it online it's amazing absolutely amazing when she died i just oh, oh it, was I, it was very hard when no, she died she's an amazing author and i just love her style of writing and yeah. Just, it was a very satisfying ending to and see for him her grow time old. and for her time period that she was writing under her own name yes was was a big deal it is a big deal yeah uh, Star Trek the next generation's final episode was titled all good things all good things yes, yes we were both wrong yes we were <laughs> well I had journey's end on my brain because that was the title of the Doctor Who episode that I wanted to bring up because it's not a series ender but it was a season ender mm-hmm. and it was the one at the tail end uh, with David, it was towards the end of David Tennant's run with Catherine Tate as, uh, as Donna, and it was the you know the Daleks did their thing, and and all of the companions came out of the woodwork to help out, and they're all together flying the TARDIS. I'm getting teary just thinking about because I remember my emotions. It was almost ten years ago to the day that that particular episode uh, aired for the first time. <clears throat> and, I was going to be with you forever. Yeah, and the, the oh, mu- yes. exactly oh, the the God. music. The music during that whole, the triumphant thing. Here's the TARDIS towing the earth mm-hmm. with all of the companions around the console. You know, this this it, triumphant music in the background. And, and the doctor's directing traffic and Donna's keeping an eye on things because oh. she's got the doctor's brain in her at the moment. And there's Jack and there's Martha and there's Rose and there's Doctor 10 number two. And there's mm-hmm. Sarah and Mickey and... and um, and uh, Jackie and everybody, and they're all there, and they're all like, oh, my God, this is, they're all excited. You can see, they even let Martha, um, you know, Freeman Agamemnon broke the fourth wall, looked right at the camera and did a squee moment. You know, she's like giggling at the camera. And you're just watching this great uplifting thing. And I just remember being just completely overwhelmed by it. And, of course, then it had the whole, the denouement at the end where, you, you know, you lose Donna oh. and you lose, 
you know, you see they Rose and, and it was like I think losing her was like more harsh than when he yeah. lost Rose. And yeah. she was oh, a yeah. different dimension. Yeah. But knowing that Donna is just there and she just can't remember him. Yeah. That's probably the worst. Yeah. It was a little heartbreaking. A Absolutely. Ever. Oh my god. It was a very heartbreaking thing. And she's my favorite. Oh, I oh love she was her. awesome. Her Donna's amazing. Her and River are my favorites. Yes. So I mean that was that was definitely something that, that got my attention and always sits with me. Um and then I think in terms of a book, I think I'll, I'll go right to Deathly Hollows. Just yes. just the way that J.K. wrapped everything up, mm-hmm. you know, and and the final, you know, and all was well. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, the kids win, good deal. All right, close the book, set it aside. I'm that that worked for me. Yes. And then I immediately started reading the first one over again. all over again. <laughs> I read all seven books in two weeks. I don't recommend that because they oh all blur together now. I actually was, I did not want to watch them, mm-hmm. the movies. I did not want to read the books mm-hmm. because my friend was such a fanatic about it. I'm like, no, I don't. I just, I, I don't want to go on that bandwagon. Right. But then in college, English class, the first book was assigned. <laughs> I had to read I it. I took a class in college that I had to read. The so first I book. read the first book and I'm like, God damn it, now I have to read all seven. <laughs> <laughs> I started reading them after like maybe the fourth book came out. And then I, so I was one of those people who was going and getting it at midnight. Yeah, no, I, I started <laughs> yeah, reading when was. all of yeah. them had been released. All of them were released by no. the time I was. <laughs> hey, hey, Billy. Yes. I got a, I got a, a one word title for you and, okay. and see if you agree with me on because uh, we're talking about s- series, series finales. finales. Yeah. MASH. Oh, oh. Yep. yeah! I, yes. I, I, I love it. It was controversial at the time. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, it was amazing. I did. It was so yeah, me too. I liked it. Loved a lot. it when I saw it. First as time. the helicopter's I was one pulling of the away, forty-eight million people that watched. Right. It. Yeah. And as the helicopter's pulling away, the good, and BJ the, looks down and goodbye. says goodbye. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. And the fact that Klinger stayed. Yep. That, uh, that was, was wonderful. Blew I love my that. mind. Yeah, I love that. The man who'd been trying to get out of Korea for the entire series. It stayed. It stayed. stayed. Yeah. So yeah. Oh my god. No, that just showed how crazy he was. Yeah, oh yeah. That episode was perfect. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know why That's... that didn't come to my brain immediately. That episode was mm-hmm. perfect. It was funny. It was heartbreaking. It was uplifting. And heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. <laughs> heartbreaking. And heartbreaking. And yes. heartbreaking. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. And you could tell the goodbyes as the characters are saying goodbye to each other. You could see the actors. Saying goodbye to each other. Yes, you know you could see the emotion, like Loretta Swit was taking the place of of Houlihan. You know, you because you could see the way she was reacting. There was no. I'm not trying to evoke emotion right now. I am feeling it. I mm-hmm. am genuinely here at the moment. So it was it was interesting for me. And I mean, it, it was what eighty three, eighty four. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, it was as my. Senior year of high school, which was eighty three. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I mean, even then, I'm 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 sensitive to that. I was, I was seeing that. Nine years old, and it made me cry. There yeah. you go. So, you know. But actually, you know, it's funny. We were watching Father a match. Father McCahey. Oh yeah. When, that, when I, I yeah. when I couldn't do um, when I couldn't do Temple of Doom on Fourth of July, we switched over to a mash marathon. There you go. And they showed um, Henry Blake's last episode. Oh. That one's a killer. Oh, that, that one's a, that one is a killer. killer. Oh. I mean, what a way to you know you take this lighthearted comedy that does social commentary so well mm-hmm. and then you turn that jarring i'm going to put you on your your ass right now and remind you this is a story about war yes and i mean they showed several of my favorite episodes that mm-hmm. day they also showed um Covada's captain chandler the one where they have the soldier who thinks he's jesus christ right yes. i remember that one such a good episode yeah 
I look at the at home down in Pittsburgh. Every day there's a channel that plays Mash a couple like an episode or two mm-hmm. every single night. So as soon as the news is over, I switch over and watch Mash, and <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's I mean, a great show. I grew up after it was over, mm-hmm. but I loved. Well, I love watching that. It's such an amazing show. The doctors in the army—they say we're mighty bright. We work on patients through the yeah. day and, and nurses, nurses through, through the, the night. night. <laughs> All right. On that happy and pious note, my friends, my family, my loves, my my not so much for loves, but anyway. <laughs> All the best to everybody, and we're going to wrap this one up for the week. And this has been Monkey Business, a product of the Mighty Monkey Corporation, purveyors and producers of the Flower City Comic Con, coming at you in 2019. Love us on Facebook, follow us on Patreon, or you can follow us on Facebook and love us on Patreon. We don't care which, but as long as you follow us on Twitter as well. Do all that fun stuff, and we'll lead you to where the entertainment is. You guys have a great week. Enjoy the summer. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And uh, as I said at the beginning of the show... Rob Williams' birthday is coming up, so nanu nanu.